Welcome, my loves, to the School of You podcast, where we discuss sensitive topics and attempt at unloading and unraveling these unresolved traumas together. I will give you advice and my opinion based on my own experiences and experiences of others in my circle. So let's dive right in. In today's topic, we're going to talk about a very, very, very sensitive and touchy subject. And this is called Friendship Breakup, Why I'm the Last to Know. So let's let's dissect this, shall we? Friendship breakups are a very, very real thing. A lot of us experienced it during the pandemic. The pandemic really exposed a lot of people's true colors in their friendships. There were so many heartbreaking stories about how bad a friendship had turned. And you ask yourself, like, how did that happen? How does the pandemic allow a 10-year friendship to break up, a 15-year friendship, a 20, 30-year? And it's not like you're married living in the same house. How did this happen? How, How was this even possible? Unless it was already brewing. And the pandemic just exposed something that was hidden in your friendship. And what I mean by that is a lot of friendships that had ended during that time, or even now, a lot of friendships that have ended, there were signs prior, right? If you can reflect back off of it, there were signs the person might wouldn't answer your call as much. Or if they have a skill like doing hair. And regardless of how great you tip them or how um, if they're doing it for free, you know, how you still pay or, or however you try to compensate them for their talent and their time. Whether it's hair, nails, makeup, whatever the case may be, style, whatever skill that they have. You no longer have access to it. Or you realize, damn, it's taking forever to get you to do my hair, do my nails, or do my makeup, or do anything. You might realize that when they call you, they call you when their time is limited. Meaning that they're calling you during a time where uh, they probably have like 15, 20 minutes to talk to you, some less. Um, they probably, every time you ask them, can, do they want to go out with you? Um, every time you invite them to an event, it's always a reason why they can't go. But you realize that when their other friends are inviting them or different things like that, all of a sudden they have energy to go or all of a sudden they got time to go. All of a sudden they have, they can find a babysitter, baby sister, uh, a baby, uh, sitter for, their kid or kids, I'm, it's very interesting when you sit back and observe it. But many of us don't even notice that the friendship has broken up. 
many of us don't even realize that until like years later. A lot of times they have given you all of these red signs. But when you have invested in someone, when you have chosen that this is a person that you're going to bet your money on and you're going to invest your time because you can't get time back. You invest your time, you invest your love, you 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 invest yourself into this. You're going to fight like hell to protect it and to save it, right? Okay. That's great because that's a true friend. But what happens when the other person is no longer invested? What happens when the other person doesn't see you as an asset? What happens when things about your characteristics and your personality that they once loved has been has become damning to them. And it's not anything that you have done. A lot of times, friendships always end because one of the people have grown jealous. There's a sense of jealousy or there's a sense of um there there's a there's a sense of this person is able to accomplish what they is setting out to. And I'm over here miserable or upset about the decisions that I have made in my life, which has caused my path to be a little more rocky or bumpy than what I wanted. It's a little more detours in my path than expected. But once again, this is the decisions that you made in your life. That has nothing to do with your friend. Nine out of ten, your best friend was telling you don't make those decisions. But at the end of the day, you're going to do what you want to do. And then you look up and you realize, like, wow, I should have listened. And then you get mad at yourself. And then you end up getting mad at your best friend. How appalling is that? And the sad thing about it is, it's the it's the it's the friend who put they all into you, who empowered you, inspired you, motivated you, led by example for you, advised you, supported you, was your biggest cheerleader. Your hugest advocate? The person that holds a lot of your secrets. A lot of your memories. How do you do that to a person like that? And it is such a heartbreaking thing because you do go through the grief process. You really, really do. You go through that whole process. It does feel like death. But it was a voluntary death. An unexpected voluntary death. Because the person, your best friend that hurt you, they knew that they 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 have been all they've been hurting you this whole entire time. And they wasn't going to stop. They knew they was going to continue to hurt you. As long as you allowed them to be in your space, they was going to continue to hurt you. You just didn't know that. 
And how awful for that person to do you like that. I would have preferred for you to sit down with the individual or for the individual, you know, to sit down and sit here and say, okay, I think we need some space. And it's okay to, it's okay to have space. It's like a boomerang. If y'all friendship is strong enough, if the love is genuine enough, if the loyalty is there, y'all gonna come back together. Sometimes you need to separate to come, to, to, to come back. And that's okay. That's called effective communication because at least you're not leaving your best friend in the dark while you're trying to sit here and process your life and the decisions that you have made in your life. Because you're trying to figure out how the hell did you get here? And the older you get, the more doting that you do. So 9 out of 10, your friend don't have time to even help you through that because they know how you got there. They seen how you got there years ago. And they loved you despite of it all. And now you're here and you rose-colored glasses off. You don't like the spot that you're standing in. And you need to try to figure out how to get out of that spot. And you need time to yourself. That is completely understandable. But when you just cut somebody off out of your life like that, and they loved you, you can't undo that. You can't repair that. Because what you did was show that you are capable of doing this. Even if you never do this again, why would I put myself in that predicament to even chance it? Because you showed me what you're capable of not doing that again. Because 9 out of 10, it was never about you. It was always about them. For example, I wore rose-colored glasses in a friendship that I was in for almost 20 years. Excuse me, I'm sorry. And I wore rose-colored glasses. And I'm saying that because that friendship ended and I was not prepared for it. I did not see it coming. However, everybody else did. And my aunt at the time gave me the best advice when she told me, I guess she got tired. I guess it looked like maybe I was begging, my, you know, to be my friend. Like, if you're constantly the one calling your friend, that's a telltale sign. If you're the one that's constantly extending communication, and everyone around me seen that, except for me. So I guess my aunt just got tired of me doing that. And she said, and complaining, like, why she's not calling me back? Why this? Why that? My aunt said, you was the last one to call her? And I said, yes. She said, don't call her back. Excuse me? Don't call her back. Wait for her to call you back. Wait for her to return your call. You want to know how long how long it took for her to return my call? Three years. She called me back three years later when my grandmother, who I called my mom, died, passed away, transitioned this past December. And I did not answer that call. <laughs> it still hurt thinking about it. And my and I had girlfriends whom 
been in my life just a little bit, a little longer than her. And it seems as if like they wasn't even shocked. Actually, they was probably more shocked that I was engaging with her. They like, why were you? We never understood that. It's almost like everyone's seen it. I just didn't, I just didn't see it. I saw what I thought was there. I guess I saw what I wanted to see. And it's a really sad and painful situation because you do blame yourself. You start thinking like it's something that I did or could I did this or okay, I would have did this. So she just, you like, you start going through all, all of that. But then that transition into anger because as you start reflecting, you end up having an epiphany and you realize it was not me. I did everything I was supposed to do. Everything that was within my reason. Everything that was within my mental and physical capabilities at the time. I did everything I could. What did I do to you to make you treat me like that? And you be thinking like you was my sister, you was my brother, like that love was that deep. When a when a black person put a title like that on there, that's that's love. That's that kinfolk. You not my blood, but you my kinfolk. Like I got you like you are. Because any of us at this point in life understands that blood may be blood may be thicker than water, but you need water to live, baby. And so you have some people in your life that's not blood, but they more loyal to you and have more love for you than your own blood do. Totally different segment, but it is relatable. Because that's how I felt for her. She was more my sister than my own sister's. So it's almost like it was a funeral. It was a funeral. I experienced a point in my life. And once you experience a point in your life, that is traumatic. Or you have experienced events, a sequence of events of traumatic experiences. Or just adulting, or just life experiences. And they are not there. They become more and more and more smaller and insignificant in your life. And although you cannot get that time back, forward movement is everything. I'm going to say it again. Forward movement is everything. You keep accomplishing your goals. I look at that negativity as fuel to my fire. Because you secretly, you never wish best for me. When someone can walk away from you like that, that just didn't happen overnight. They've been ready to walk away from you. And my personality kind of puts you in the mindset of um, NeNe Leaks from The Real Housewives of Atlanta at the beginning seasons. 
And then you see her progression and her growth over time. When Nene loves, she loves hard. She's loud because she wants to get her point across because she don't feel like that she has been heard. Especially if you keep doing the same shit over and over and over again. It's like, maybe I need to be more aggressive. Maybe I need to be more louder because, like, I told you this was going to happen. Then it happened. Why did you do it? Then you about to do it again? You don't want to see your sister or your brother. You don't want to see your best friend in pain. So if you can avoid this head-on collision for them, and if you can snatch off the rose-colored glass so they can see it and avoid it, that's what you're going to do at all costs. The love is that genuine. You don't want to see your best friend in pain. But how saddening that that love, that love will never be returned to you. They would never love you like that. And a lot of times it takes us years, decades to realize that. And that's a pain. Once you come to that realization, that's a pain that just don't go away. And it takes a lot for you to not carry that pain on into another friendship. Because you're more reserved now. Because if someone like if someone that you had in your life for that long can do you like that, a new person, in your mind, a new person come in and just try to do anything to you. You don't know them no more than they know you. So you're reluctant to even open up yourself to even that extent to anyone else. The negative effects of a bad friendship breakup is long-lasting. And the sad thing about it is that that other person probably don't even care. Or they are so narcissistic that they don't even think they did nothing wrong. They trying to figure out why you haven't called them in three years, four years, five years, ten years. When you like, I did call you. You never return my call. Check your call logs, baby. Check your text messages. But you became so accustomed to me constantly reaching out that you didn't even recognize or you couldn't even identify that this is all on you. You have allowed the pains in your life to bleed over into our friendship. That you allow something so beautiful and so pure and so real. Because it, it was good, it was bad, it was ugly, it was great, it was everything. Because it was real. You dismantle something real. because of your willingness to accept mediocrity and their refusal to accept it? Or because you thought one thing about your friend in a situation and other than talking to them, you just cut them off? No. 
Deep down inside, you have these thoughts about them from the beginning. You know what their intentions are and aren't. You know, is it? You know all of these things. You don't have enough friendship for this long and not know each other. You don't say that's my sister and not know her. No, these were emotions that you have always had. These were thoughts that they have always had. And the more probably successful that you became, and you might don't even think that you are being successful. You just like, I'm just living my life. Because in your mind, like, this is not even easy. This is hard. I wish I had the extra assistance. I wish I had the, you know, I wish I had the extra support. I wish I had the, um, I wish I had, didn't have to do this by myself. You know, I wish I had the, 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 the parent, the co-parent. You know, I wish I had all of these things that you have and yet you want to attack my life baby you know my struggle you know my story you it might look easy on the outside but you know behind but behind that persona you know what I'm dealing with you know how hard I work to achieve all of this you know the sacrifices I made to achieve all of this you know the emotional pain that I carry to achieve all of this you know this road have not been smooth for me. So why would you allow anything about life to destroy our friendship? Why would you convince yourself otherwise when you know the real story? Just because your shit is a little rough? Welcome to life, my love. It's called adulting. That's what it's called. No one is forcing any of us to make the decisions that we make in life. We might not like the options that's presented to us when it comes to life events, but that's besides the point. The point is, but you do have these options. Either gonna go left or you gonna go right. Ultimately, you decide. You can't get upset with someone because they went right and you went left. Anything you learn and you keep it moving. But when you sit here and you make a decision in your life and, you know... And as you entering into the adult world, you you always going to be learning. Life is nothing but lessons to be learned, right? Okay, so if you sit here and you go into this experience and you just, and you find out like, okay, this is not for me, you learn the lesson from that and then you, you move forward. But if you sit here and you're not learning anything, you're going to repeat it, but you don't. At the end of the day, you're the one making the decision, though. So the second time around, that is no longer a mistake. You're just deciding to choose. You're just deciding to move this way in life, and people will accept that. How are you mad because people accept you for who you are and accept the predicament that you're in? 
They have no choice but to accept it. You wouldn't listen to them when they tried to prevent you from entering into disaster, the disaster zone. That's what ended up happening. They have conflicts within themselves. And you end up, the innocent party, end up being the one to burden that pain. When all they had to do was talk to you. It's a sad thing, but it's a real thing. And unfortunately, it's a common thing. But baby, let me tell you something. If no one has told you, you are an asset. You are an inspiration to someone. You are motivational to someone. Do not apologize for refusing to be mediocre. Do not apologize for looking at a situation for what it is and seeing it as a whole other than just seeing it in fragments. Do not apologize for being strong. Do not apologize for being empowering. Do not apologize for being self-sufficient. Do not apologize for being independent and an independent thinker. Do not apologize for loving yourself. I didn't care if I was a size eight or if I was a size 14. You was gonna lo- if you really love me, you was gonna love me with all of that and in between. Because if you can't love me at my best, I surely don't need you at my worst. Don't apologize for having morals, principles, and values that's higher than other people. Do not apologize for that. And if you are going through a friendship breakup right now, go through that grievance process. Absolutely. Because you're going to go through it anyway. Go seek out counseling or therapist if you need to. I did. And you process that and you get through that. And you come out on the opposite end stronger. And where they threw you lemonades, baby, you're not just making, you. I mean, lemons, you're not just making lemonade, baby. So when they threw you those lemons, you made lemonade, you made lemon meringue pie, you made lemon square bars, you made anything that you can make with lemon. You put out a whole dessert table, baby. That's what you do. You give them something to talk about. Because like Beyonce always said, the best revenge is your paper. You keep elevating. This wasn't your battle in the first place. And that's just unfortunate. That's unfortunate for them as well as for you. But I feel more sorry for them than I do you. Because you're going to be fine. They will never be able to replace you. You're one of a kind. They're always going to be searching for a you. And they're going to end up with a whole lot of substitutes. You are authentic. And don't you ever forget that. Okay, my loves. I hope you enjoyed this segment. And I thank you, my loves, for listening and sharing your time with me. It was amazing discussing my thoughts with you. (coughs) I'm sorry, excuse me. And please do not forget to tune in into the School of You podcast every Tuesdays and Thursday mornings 
where you're going to partake in riveting discussions with me and maybe a surprise guest. Who knows? You have to tune in to hear it, my loves. So please have a blessed and stress-free day and go out and be amazing. Love you. Goodbye.